Yo, 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 what up? Thank you for hitting play. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I am your boy, JB. Okay, if this is your first time, welcome. If you're a repeat customer, glad to have you. All right. The point of this podcast is to raise your vibes, is to introduce you to some new music, is to play an interview with somebody that's influential in the American reggae rock music scene, okay? Because music makes life make sense and some of the most positive, uplifting music in the world is reggae music. And we've got a little flavor here in America called reggae rock. And that's the music that we love, man. So we're stoked to share it with you. Okay, and actually, we're down a member, all right? Normally, this is a trio. We're running doubles today, baby, all right? It's JB and E Money, a.k.a. Evan Yarmo. Evan, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, what's up, JB? I'm doing good. How you doing? Dude, how do you like that nickname, E Money? Is that um, just that? I'll be honest. I like the way you looked at me when I said that. <laughs> You're not the... Uh... The first person to call me E Money, I feel like is—is is there anyone else already called E Money out there? I mean, is that I Google definitely not? I just made that up right now. Yeah, I mean, I—I've definitely heard it before. All right, no one's ever—it's okay. been said to me. Uh, okay, all right, fair enough, man. You know, what? we'll play around with it. We'll try a couple of nicknames today, man. We'll find one that fits well. All right, if that all one right, did, so that, no, that no doesn't stress, fit man. according to you. All right, whatever. Yeah, fine. That's fine. <laughs> okay, E Yeezy. Uh, where, how does this podcast, I can't talk, man. How does this podcast work? Because I explained what it is yep. and now it's time for you to explain how it is. How do we get there? How do we accomplish it? All right. So know. yeah, on, on this podcast, we do a few things. So here's what we do. We review music, right? We're going to play you five of the best songs that came out from last week. Give you our takes on them. We'll give you a positive thought so you can go about your day in a more positive way. And then. We'll drop an interview on you, an interview with a reggae rock superstar like we do every week. That sound like about it, JB? Dude, that sounds great, EY Jelly. Um, oh. Yeah, man, that's oh. – <laughs> get it, EY? I hope, Come on, man, get I, with it, dude. I hope no one calls me that ever. Dude, Ugh. that's why we need Brett Coleman, man. He would have jumped in right there and ran with it, dude. We missed Brett, man. But unfortunately, you know what? Three busy people making things happen in life. Sometimes the stars don't align. And we got to do what we got to do to get an episode of the people because that's the most important thing. All right. So, Ev, man, you teed it up. Anything else you want to say to the people before we jump into this banging-ass music? Let's go. Up first, we've got the song Paradise. There you have it. From Joey Calderio and Sierra Lane. Yeah. Woo! She came a real long way Working towards paradise Working that nine to five but never working on her mind
tell you something man joey calderreo and sierra lane knocked it out of the park with this one joey is a freaking songwriter and to see these two powerhouses from florida collaborate on a track it's a beautiful thing um man this song kind of got me thinking about a song that i really dug back in the day man i don't even, not even back in the day it wasn't that long ago but it was mike pinto tricky nicky you know just kind of that that telling a story painting a picture and i think you know, this song is a profile of somebody that we've probably all met at one point in life. Maybe we've been that person, you know, but um, I dig it, man. It's it's a it's a deep track, man. It'll definitely, you know, you might you might associate with it, especially for myself when I was younger, kind of, you know, living on the edge, not really, uh, you know, facing the, the adult responsibilities, you know, being kind of rebellious, just kind of compensating i was chasing something that i never quite had and and uh you know here as i've I've, you know i've become a responsible contributing member of society i feel like uh, it's cool to hear a track that i can look back and and connect with in some kind of way so um also man sierra evan i think you you mentioned it to me while we were listening to this track but sierra lane's voice is fucking amazing um yeah so all in all man joey is killing it I got to believe he's got some new music on the way. We got to get him back on this podcast. I mean, he's just he's just a G, dude. I mean, what you know, what else can you say? And shout out to his manager Will. He's a real one too. Evan. What do you think? I I just can't believe you stole one of the things I said while we were listening to it to add in to what you said because you know we do the thing where you say a thing and then I say some stuff and yeah, I only have so many bullets in the chamber, and you just you just yoink one right away yeah, from you. Uh, yeah, I yoinked it. I freaking yoinked it right from you. But guess what, Evan? This is verbal judo, baby. All right, oh. you got to push and pull. You got to take what I give you and run with it and slam dunk it, dude. And if I block it, man, you better get back up and get back past the three-point line and come back in and do a nice 360 spin, all right? I know that's basketball. We're talking about judo, but you can't. Can't get thrown off your game. This is a podcast, dude. Millions of people might be listening to us right now, man. We got to sparkle like some stars, baby. Let's go. All right. Well, Joey Caldereo always brings it. <laughs> He's been working hard. He's been putting music out left and right. And I don't think it's stopping here. I think this feature, Sierra Lane, it's a, the Sierra Lane, I cannot talk tonight, um, is a big one. I mean, that's, that's not a no-name artist. Sierra Lane out of Florida, popular artist. A lot of listeners. I mean, not that that kind of stuff matters figures-wise, but Joey's on the rise up. You know, we're only going to see bigger and bigger names associated. Once we have shows back, I think we're going to see big things happen for Joey Caldereo because he brings great vibes, great music, super positive, has a great story, which if you listen to our interview with him, you can learn a little bit more about him too. Um, But all that combined with great music and great vibes and great instrumentals to go along with everything, man, there's no way this guy isn't just going to keep on getting better and better and bigger and bigger. 
Nice, dude. And let me I'll go ahead and pull back the curtain, as I like to do on this podcast. Um, you slipped up there, Evan, and you said, uh, I can't talk. And I did that before we played the song. At one point, I tried to say podcast, and something else came out of my mouth. I don't know what it was. But I think people need to understand, all right, that we are making sacrifices to put this podcast together right now. Evan's not 100%. I'm not 100%. We got some issues, baby, all right? But guess what? We fucking... We, we fucking soldiered up, dude. We rolled up our sleeves and we said, you know what? The people need the music. So we're going to power through. All right. So just keep that in mind. This may not be the best episode you ever heard, but damn it. This is two people just laying it all on the line. We're leaving our so, lives out here you know, on the street. Living our lives out here on the street. But we don't do it for us. We do it for you. And actually, we don't even do it for you. We do it for the music. Speaking of music, Evan, hit the people over the head with something new. Up next, we've got the song. You got it from the resonators. Get away, get away, get away, let's go. Resonators, okay, killing it right now with you. Got it straight out of San Diego, California. You know, this is a little foreshadowing, but in our conversation with Zeb, okay, just incredible musician, OG, well respected, well connected, great guy. He brought up wanting to see more ska, that ska influence. I mean, we talked about. In our conversations that you're going to hear, hopefully, if you stick with us, <clears throat> the evolution of reggae music here in America and um, the different influences. I mean, I think you even asked a question about the different styles of, of reggae music. And I think the resonators bring that kind of like California skate, punk rock, ska vibe to the table. And you hear it on this track, man. And this, this fucking thing bangs, dude. I like it, man. They got new merch, too. Rock, punk, reggae, funk with a little octopus on it. Man, I'm definitely going to have to grab one of those. Um, but, yeah, the high-energy music. I mean, dude, this could be on a Tony Hawk soundtrack, and it should be, you know? And I'm not going to stop until it is, man, because this is the type of music the kids need, all right? It's the type of music you need to be raised on. 
Evan, what kind of music were you raised on? Uh, I mean, radio mostly, I guess. So I like rock and roll and stuff. And like, actually, nah, I was listening to Fifty Cent in first grade a lot because my friends had a cassette, and so I, I got that. That was good. That was good for me to be raised on. Makes a lot of sense, dude. Are we talking Get Rich or Die Trying or uh, Many Men? No, no. The one I think the one before that where he's like shirtless on he's shirtless on all the covers. What am I talking about? But the one with like uh, I don't know all the fucking hits on it that wasn't the first album. Whatever, it doesn't matter. We don't need to go down this rabbit hole that I can't remember the names of things. Okay. Um, Listen, I'm just trying to understand how you became the man that you are today. It sounds like some radio, some rock and roll, some Fifty Cent. So you put that in a blender, man. You get Evan Yardstick Yarmo, new nickname. But if you get some punk, funk, rock, reggae, ska, skank, skate music and put it in a blender, you get the resonators, man. So, you know, there you have it. But uh, definitely some heavy skanking vibes on this track. I love it. I I love the resonators. I like what they're doing. They're killing it. Catch them playing in Arizona by the time you hear this podcast. And uh, that's a band you need to uh, pay attention to, man. No said. What do you think, Evan? Should we move on? Get it. Up next, we've got the song The Cleanup from New Reb and the Late Ones. out of Eugene, Oregon. New rap, man, with this track with the late ones, dude. They got tracks with Indubious. Telling you, man, new rap is uh, is doing something special, man, with that reggae, hip-hop, funk, soul band energy. Wake up, get out, and get out and get something. Or I, I butchered that. I'm not 100% either. I'm, I'm messing stuff. But either way, that sounds like a chorus that you personally would vibe with. You love You love that kind of stuff. Well, you know what that's from, man. That's um, ah, oh, dude. I hope I don't butcher this. That's that's is a goodie mob with CeeLo back in the day. That's an old school hip hop song. Get up, get out, and get something. I'm pretty sure CeeLo sings it. I, I feel like that pretty phrasing sure is goodie used mob. often, anyways. 
Well, but I'm saying I think it traces back to that song because this that this was like late '90s, early 2000s. You better get up, get out, and get something. Banger of a track, but yeah, dude. Yeah. Sorry, I just had a stroke there. Um, dude, stroke right jokes. Though, dude. People love those. <laughs> I'm probably just gonna cut that part. Out. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, the thing I love about this track, man, is it's like super motivational, super positive. Um, you know, get up, get out, and get something. I think that that's something that we can all vibe with, man, because that's what life is—an outcast you know, it's, song. It's, you were, you were right. Is it outcast featuring that's, Goody Mob? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay, I was gonna say outcast. Yeah, yeah. The, okay, but I mean, that's that's life, man. If you want to be lazy and just do nothing and have nothing and have no you know, aspirations for accomplishing anything in life, you can do that. You can sit at home and do nothing. But if you want to get out and make, I know it kind of actually does, dude. But if you want to get out and experience everything life has to offer, man, if you want to eat the best food, see the most beautiful locations, all right, drink the best wine the world has to offer, meet people, do things, try new things, experience new experiences, man, you better get up, get out, get something. And I think that that's what this track touches on. Um, it's funny too, because at one point when the late ones kick in and, and they start, uh, you know, their verse, they say something about, um, jaws always watching, you know, and, and almost like, that's like such a trip to think about just even just that phrase is like, there's this universal energy that is always kind of observing the decisions that you make and the things that you do and the way you carry yourself and then delivering, results based on that to you in your life and i think that like that's a common theme with a lot of different religions and and the idea i think is like like super powerful in the sense that it's just like yeah you get what you give call it karma call it jaw call it god you, you know the universe whatever there's a force and energy that is you know your life is a reflection of how you choose to live it and um I don't know, man. Listen, like listening to a track like this gets me pumped up, man. This is the type of track I'd listen to going to work or going to the gym or just getting fired up. I love this energy. I think the late ones are, you know, it's it's no secret these guys are insanely talented. And um, new Reb is on the come up, man. Brand new album is on the way for twenty twenty one. That's some sick ass artwork too. Damn, you guys gotta check that out. Go to New Reb's Facebook page. But yeah, but they've been dropping singles and they got this album on the way, so. Um, I'm sure we'll be talking about these guys uh, here in the near future. Yeah, I'm on. Anyhow, Evan, what what out of everything that I just said do you disagree with? Uh, let, let's just say a little bit of this and a little bit of that. I mean, what what I will say about this song is uh, that it's like it's the exact vibe that I like to listen to come springtime, man. Like. In the spring, I just love listening to like chill, positive music. That's like, you know what, man? I the sun's out. I'm just feeling good. I'm vibing. I'm relaxed. Like I'm gonna clean my car. I'm gonna clean my house. Like I'm just cool. You know, I don't. I don't need anything with tons of energy. I don't need anything with like tons of anything. You know, I just want to fucking chill out and do my thing. And like, all right, the weather's warm. The snow's gone. Um, and fucking life's all right. You know, that's that's. It's just the vibe that I like this time of year. I like that. And then in the winter, you listen to that depressing shit. Just like super dark, weird-ass Norwegian death fucking folk music. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, a little <laughs> bit of like a squid march, maybe some uh, some Alabaster Brothers. I don't know. Uh, Is that a type of beer? Pretty sure I've had that. Um, what's next, dude? Up next, we've got the song. Definitely not Alabaster Brothers. No. Uh, okay. We've got the song Lobsta Butta from Loved Ones and Benja. Well, I mean, we live in New England, right? We already say Lobsta Butta. You know, like that's just how you say it around here. I like my lobster with some butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We always go out on still water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I told you, grilled or fried doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I like it with some butter. Yeah. Every day, in every way, life is more than dialysis. Hey, pass a fillet, freedom away. We don't look for problems, but some of you be robbing. The father sees what you do every day. We ain't got no problems. Look at Judge or solve them. The winds are waves obey him every day. The seas lay down. We're always on our water, boy. Catching them now, we rejoice because he supplies all our needs. Fish or lobster, what's your choice? Fresh and healthy, always moist on top of some rice. I like my lobster with some butter. Yeah. Benja, loved ones, lobster, butter. I mean, who doesn't like butter on their lobster, you know? I mean, it's just, it's like a metaphor for life. (laughs) What I had just talked about, you know, going out, getting the best out of life. Who doesn't want butter on their lobster? It just makes everything nicer. You know, sometimes life is like that. You know, you got to put a little butter on that thing and really just enjoy those moments. Um, you know, where everything just seems to come together and you got to indulge a little bit. Those are beautiful moments, man. And I think this track is interesting because it's just so chill. It's so mellow. I mean, you talked about music to play during springtime. This is definitely, uh, you know, on that, on that barbecue playlist when you're outside, just chilling with your people. Um, and the video too is pretty impressive. I mean, it really is like this guy's like out on the water, no worries, all good vibes, fishing for lobster, cooking it and dipping it in butter, man, because that's how that's what you do. That's how you live. That's true to him. That's his reality. Uh, Benja, that is. And and um, we got to get on this podcast for a conversation because the whole vibe, the whole energy of this track, the visuals, the video, everything's just on point. It's so mellow. It just puts you in a good mood, man. It makes me want to just freaking tap tap my leg to 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 the rhythm of the song and just feel good man and also just reminisce you know of of now we live in new england so we know about lobster up here i think benjah's down there in florida but you know many many beautiful moments all right were were had around a table where people were getting down with some lobster 
and some butter. In fact, one time in Maine, we hung out with Autic Empire and Joe Sambo um, and, uh, and and cracked some uh, cracked some lobster. Uh, it's a hell of a day, but yeah, man. So this track accomplished exactly uh, what I was hoping, which was to make me feel good, man, and bring me to a to a nice little island in my mind, and I got to just chill out, get on a uh, you know a nice little island vibe in my mind. So what else can you ask for? Ev? What do you think? I think it's it's a song which is pure good vibes. I mean, just like you said, I mean, this is the vibiest song we've had on today. I mean, it's just good island sounds. I mean, to me, it, it sounds like I almost feel like this song was written because he just had like a moment of just pure positivity and ecstasy while eating some buttered lobster. And he's just like, yup, yup, this is it right here. And just fucking absolutely vibed out. And we just got this song that just encapsulates that like moment of just happiness when you're having something that you like, you know, I don't know what, what else, what else in life like reminds you of something that's just so awesome. Like, like lobster butter, like so, what are some other things like, in life that just make you feel good? It's just the moment sometimes that you get something then. Like, I mean, if you, if you just play basketball and you get that, like that first sip of Gatorade or water and like, it's just that perfect moment, you know, because you needed it so bad and it tastes so good. Cause it's just what you fucking need right then and there, you know. I, dude, I how know, about just... having a full tank of gas, dude? That gets Man. me fired up. Really? When I have a full tank, dude? Are you kidding me? I feel like a you fucking must, king, I bet, bro. You must have anxiety then, because I bet you get stressed out when it's at like a quarter tank. Or are you one of those people that fills it up at halfway, so you always feel good? That's what like no that's comment, what the healthy dude. thing is to do. Like if you fill it up at no halfway comment. every time, then you're always feeling. You know what I used to love, and this is super controversial, um, and will probably get me canceled and banned. Um, but I used to love waking up and smoking a cigarette. Oh like yeah, that first cigarette of the day, dude, with a little bit of coffee was like. Whoo. As as an ex smoker, uh, all of the the best. I don't times, smoke anymore, too. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, morning cigarette, coffee cigarette, after you eat cigarette, uh, after you go to the bathroom, cigarette. Uh, there's, there's pretty much everything you do doing, a, having a cigarette afterwards feels great. If you're a smoker, um, after going to the bathroom cigarette, huh? You never did that. Like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know that, that was a thing, but Hey, you know, I think I was just saying stuff, uh, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's a thing. Okay. Um, I still, I right. still hang well, out outside um, with the smokers at like bars and like shows. Like I'll, I'll go outside and hang out with the smokers just to like, get a break from the inside and fucking hang out with some people. Cause like people who are smoking a butt outside are always friendly and down to chat. Like that's, that's a great place to just hang out with people. Yeah. Yeah. No facts, dude. I I haven't smoked in a long time. I can't believe thinking about it now. I can't believe I used to do it. Like it was nothing and no judgment on people that do smoke, but like, you know, hopefully y'all find a way to quit. It's it's terrible. Toxic (laughs) as fuck. Um, but anyway, so I think I think uh, I think this track, man, really uh, really brought us brought us to a place, man. Lobster butter, man. I'm feeling good now. That just that just increased my vibes. What do we have next, dude? Let's keep it going. Up next, we've got the song "Natural High" from Kabaka Pyramid, Kali Buds, and Medi Sun. <laughs> Come 
Damn, bro. Kabaka Pyramid, Medicine, Natural High. This is the first single off the 2021 Cali Roots Rhythm Project. It was produced by Kali Buds and Johnny Cosmic. What a freaking, what a duo. Two duos, Kabaka Pyramid and Medicine and Kali Buds and Johnny Cosmic. Man, this track is um, one of the smoothest, most well done bits of music that I have heard in 2021. This song gets me feeling nice, dude. It's <clears throat> it's just a reminder that uh, you know that natural high is right there for you to achieve in life. There's so many things that can bring those positive feelings, those um, you know, endorphins that lead you to a natural high. And maybe, I mean, it could be a double meaning too. Maybe natural high could be smoking a big old blunt, you know, because that's natural, right? Um, you know, it's not chemical. It's not something that was made in a lab. It's not something with, you know, that's going to, well, it could have been made in a lab. It could have chemicals. <laughs> but all, I mean, um, anything that you smoke is chemicals going in your body. I mean, that's... Well, but but I'm saying we comes from the earth, man. It's I mean, there's a lot of things from the earth that you can smoke. A lot of them aren't going to make you feel good. This one happens. Okay, too. list the top five things that you can smoke from the earth that are natural right now. Go. Uh, grass. Uh, uh, maybe rabbit fur. Um, maybe uh, oregano. Uh, I don't know some bark. <laughs> Most of them are going to be I'm terrible s- and make you feel I'm sick. I'm such a horrible. I was such a horrible sixth grader. I remember I sold this kid. His name was Randy. He's actually one of my friends. I sold him a bag of oregano for twenty dollars, dude. Uh, when I, I was like in sixth grade, I was yeah. Anyways, I mean, um, speaking of natural highs, I mean, if if you want me to take that a step further on the sin list, I uh, I definitely sold someone two separate times a little piece of construction paper as acid, <laughs> and then hung out with them after they took it. And they were just like, yeah, man, I'm I'm tripping balls, man. I was like, fuck yeah, you are. And just like trying to do things to just, I don't know, like. <laughs> what? Make them really <laughs> yeah. Have them look well, like. I, w- I have so many questions. First of all, like, what was your intention? Like, what was, why did you do it? Because uh, you just wanted well, to. Well, I was 16. I didn't have a job. And I don't know, 20 okay. bucks is 20 bucks. All right. I can get a pack of cigarettes with that. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, all right, as, as a 16-year-old, uh, cigarettes sure, are hard to come by. Sure. Uh, but okay. beyond that, I can get, I can put like, you know, five on a blunt. I got five on it. 
and I still got cash for I snacks and in Arizona right afterwards. All right, twenty bucks oh, is a God. whole fantastic day right there. Okay, just for the yeah, price like a king of one man. little square oh, yeah. paper. All right, and a little bit of my soul. Did, but did you do one too? Did you take some no construction paper and put it on your no? Nah. Oh. <laughs> God. Oh, dude, that's right. crazy. Well, listen, let's stop incriminating ourselves right now. Let's True. um, let's bring it back to the music and what Ineffable is doing with this project, uh, Cali Roots Rhythm. Last year, it was incredible, one of the best albums of the year. This year, they're kicking it off with a bang. I've seen the animation, uh, the artwork that they put out on, on social media. It looks incredible. All right, next Friday, which who knows, might be tomorrow by the time you hear this, is Groundation, Good Over Evil. I just, this, man, this whole project just gets me so excited for good music um, so that we can listen to good music and be good people and not be the bad people that we were back in the day, which was um, what you found out after listening to Evan and I tell stories of um, being horrible drug dealers. So, <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> This is uh this is the music we all needed. I wish I got to it sooner, but uh I mean it, it's a it, sick it's here, song. So. Johnny Cosmic always has like a signature sound. I want to find out how he makes that bass tone cuz like you just hear it in a lot of the songs he produces and it's just fucking sick. Um but that said, you're sick. Thanks, man. What is next? Up next we've got the song Back to the Island. From Sunrays. Ooh. Okay. Evan, how did this song make you feel relaxed? Uh, this is, I mean, the song Back to the Island, I, I think just that title describes how the song makes you feel. I mean, this is just pure, like, relaxed beach vibes, you know, light ukulele just doing its thing. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this, there's, not, there's not a ton for more for me to say on how it made me feel. I mean, this is a song that's just nice, nice chill vibes. If you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain, 
If you're not into yoga, if you have half a brain, that's the vibe that this song brought me to, man. I'll give me a margarita. Give me a freaking Tommy Bahama shirt. Okay. Set me free on the beach. Yeah, you know what? I might be wearing khaki shorts. That's okay. But I have sunglasses on, you know, and, and I'll be a little tipsy. You know, maybe I listen, maybe I took a muscle relaxer, dude, and I'm starting to starting to loosen up here on this podcast. And my name's Evan. But, you know, in the end of the day, Sunrays um, created a vibe. It just got me excited for the summer. I think, honestly, man, I just feel like the world's about to just go buck wild. Everyone's got their vaccine, hopefully, or is going to get it or is going to decide not to. And good luck to you. But I think people are going to get out there. And um, people are going to be on the beach. People are going to want to travel. People are going to want to be out at restaurants, at bars, drinking, you know, having fun, ripping it up. I can't wait to be there, baby. I can't wait to be at a reggae concert with Evan, Mark LeMay, dude. Maybe Brett Coleman will fly him out here, you know. The song just has me stoked. It's, it's, it's just easy. It's easy listening. I mean, this could. This is like this is like reggae, reggae yacht rock, you know. <laughs> that just created a genre. I did. That's okay. But um, Sunrays is a really interesting um, musician, and and I just expect you know some big things, man. I think uh, I think this is a guy that's really committed to the music and has has great vibes and does you know. Um, Looks like somebody that's that's just destined to get to the next level if they've got that grind, man. And we're listening to him right now on this podcast because it's good music, and I can't wait to hear more. So, yeah, man, that's my two cents. Evan, I don't know if you have anything to add to it. If you want to challenge me on anything, if you agree, if you disagree, man, like give me something. God damn it. But just do me a favor. Say it with your chest. Not this nasally bullshit, (laughs) all right? Just kidding, man. <laughs> I, uh, I hate listening to myself on the podcast, too. Don't worry. I agreed with everything you said, JB. Hey, that's uh, that's fantastic. So what now? Next up, we give him the positive. Dude, we were supposed to have a week. whole thing, dude. We were going to have a whole thing there, dude. You fucking oh, blew man. it, dude. That's all right, man. You can make it up right here, though. Oh, I'd love to. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Uh, I was instructed to take muscle relaxers two hours before bed, and uh, I took some. And, JB, I'm I'm vibing right now. Uh, yeah? Yeah, I am I am loosey-goosey, uh, as they say. And uh, I'm ready for this positive thought. Who's going first? Dude, what if your doctor actually just prescribed you, like, or, or even what if the pharmacist just put a couple, like, Mike and Ike's in a pill bottle and gave it to you instead of actually giving you muscle relaxers. Kind of like how you did that poor kid back in, you know, uh, 10, one, 10, 12 years uh, ago. I'm cool with it. You know, sometimes you get got, sometimes <laughs> you get them. It is what it is. Two, Charge uh, it to the I game, actually, baby. I know my pharmacist through my local music scene, which is also kind of weird. Hopefully I never have to pick up anything like embarrassing there. I like I've considered changing locations just because of that, because how, how confidential is it really? You know, like uh, what? If, I don't know. I don't know what kind of weird stuff I might have to pick up, but I, I just never want to be in that situation. 
Um, Probably Valtrex. Actually, I don't know what that is, so that joke didn't land for me. But well, there's a lot of people right now that are laughing listening to this, okay? Because they know what they they, <laughs> they know what Valtrex is. Probably Perfect. says more about me than you, but um, yeah. dude, that's the plug right there. Fantastic, dude. Just you know, you got an in. You know, hey, say next time. Listen, I know they said only two refills, but come on, I'm in happy on. just to see that. Look a brother up, dude. But uh, yeah, dude, that's a that's a great connection to have, and I think that uh, I'm happy for you. And hopefully, you don't have anything. What would be the most embarrassing thing that you would have to pick up from a pharmacist? Uh, I don't know. Uh, prescription size extra small condoms. I don't know. <laughs> 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 all right well i hope that <laughs> dude your pharmacist would be at your shows just knowing like oh this poor this poor bastard oh uh, yeah i don't know uh, maybe like mental health stuff rough. maybe you feel weird about if you had to pick that up you know no, no dude know. no we're breaking the stick we break the stigma on this but break the stigma nice yeah dude Fuck you shouldn't yeah. feel bad about mental health stuff speaking of that we got a positive thought of the week for you hey Evan, your choice, man. You want to go or you want me to? Uh, man, I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll, put, I'll put my life out on the line here. Um, life on the line. Um, I guess my... I wish I had my... a good voice. Sorry. <laughs> go ahead, dude. I'm just saying it would sound so much better if I when I do things like that if I had a good voice, but I don't. So go ahead. I mean, we can just start auto-tuning it here and there. But either way... Uh, my my positive thought is uh, just the phrase "be willing." Um, I think a lot of times in life we we have like internalized like just negative thoughts that make us unwilling to do what's necessary to be successful or be happy. You know, like just just kind of building mountains out of molehills in our head. Whether it's like just thinking something negative that causes you to not do the dishes or not clean your car. Or not say the nice thing that you should say to somebody that you're friends with. You know, not not spread positivity to them. Maybe in your head you think of something as being a bigger deal than it is, more difficult than it is, or potentially having a negative outcome. And by having that negative self-thought, you don't go out and do the things that you need to do to make yourself and make the people around you happy and feel better. So it's just just be willing to do what you need to do and, and truly willing. You know, you might even build up ideas of things you'd like to do or a person you'd like to become, but you might, you might not truly be willing to take the steps to get there, right? Maybe you've got an idea of a project you'd like to complete or an idea of, you know, something you'd like to learn how to do, but, you know, you know the steps to get there, but if you aren't truly deep down willing to just commit to taking each and every one of those steps then you shouldn't even fucking do it. Don't even go down the path. Either be fully willing to commit to the next thing you need to do to accomplish the thing that you need to or find a new solution. You know, f- find a way to do what you got to do. That's that's my thought. Damn, bro, you got me fired up. Dude, say the nice thing to your friend that you are that you were going to say. You say the thing to me. Say, say something nice to me that you weren't going to say because you made a mountain out of a molehill. Uh... All right, JB, I'll say something I have never said to you before. I love you. Okay. 
Oh man, hey dude, I love you too, dude. I appreciate hey, that. There you go. Um, and you know that's, what, dude? That's not I, just the drugs talking. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the drugs talking, dude. <laughs> You're like, I love you, man. I just, uh, I love bro. everything, dude. You know, it feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, that's a real moment. I did. I, I mean, you're, you're the man, dude. I appreciate that. Definitely. And um, I'm going to keep my positive thought of the week short and sweet. I think I feel like shit right now, personally. And I know that you do, too. Evan, you've been dealing with things. I've been dealing with things. But it's I, I try to remind myself of this, man. Have you ever had a bad fucking cold or a bad flu or hell coronavirus? Evan, I know you have. I have. And it's like in that moment when you're so sick, you would do anything to feel like you do every other day of the year, you know, you would like, and you forget, dude, like you, you play this game in your head or maybe you don't, I do where it's like, you know, Oh man, I would fucking give anything just to feel good, just to be able to breathe normal. Like, but then the second that you're like feeling better, like, you know, you feel good for a little bit, but then you don't think about it ever. Right. So it's like, be appreciative of the fact that things aren't worse because when they're worse, when you're sick, when you feel bad, when like, like you would do anything to feel the way that you do right now. So if you're dealing with a problem, you know, just imagine if it was like a lot worse, you would fucking be so happy that to go back to the time where the problem was what it is now, if that makes sense. I don't know if maybe I lost some people there, but the point is like on just, just, yeah, just be grateful I guess for those days where you feel good or even if you're dealing with something, just be grateful it's not worse because it always could be. And if it does get worse, you're going to wish you were back right where you were. So just be grateful. That's that's really all I'm trying to say is just, you know, just be grateful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, dude, let's listen. Evan, do you think anyone ever listens to our podcast? Like a, somebody that we interviewed and listens to us kind of bullshit around or like, man, these guys are fucking weirdos. <laughs> like, like I did not know when I talked to these guys that they'd be talking about selling freaking cardboard paper to sixteen year olds to trip out, um, you know, while they sipped Arizona iced tea and bought a pack of Dutch Masters. Um, but you know what? Oh, here's another positive thought of the week: other people's opinion of you are none of your business. So to all the people that do feel that way about us, fuck you. I don't care. <laughs> um. Let's do. Let's go ahead and let Zeb take it away, dude. Let's let, this, yes. let's let the people hear this awesome ass interview, man. up people i know you were waiting for this moment of the podcast where we get to bring something special to you something a little bit different change it up man i'm personally stoked for this conversation we got brett and evan with me what about you guys are you stoked as well absolutely oh, yeah. 
like that energy. I like that, man. That's positive. That's setting the stage for something special, man. I'll tell you what, man. We are joined by someone special, okay? He is a future inductee to the Reggae Rock Hall of Fame, a man that has turned playing the drums into a lifetime of musical influence and incredible moments. He's an OG in the American reggae rock scene, Damn. and he has a he's been a huge force in bridging the gap between Jamaican reggae music and the American reggae rock sound. He's played in front of tens of thousands of people. He's played sets that have been viewed by over 60 million people. He's shared stages with some of the most legendary people in reggae music, including Barrington Levy, Shaggy, KRS-One, Sean Paul, Half Pint, Wayne Wonder, and so many more. And now he is a member of one of the most beloved reggae rock bands in the United States of America and Tribal Seeds. He probably has stories for days. He's a man who's lived a hell of a life so far, and he's a man who has a seat at the table of reggae rock royalty. Ladies and gentlemen, Zeb of Tribal Seeds. Zeb, what up, man? What's up? What's up? Good to see you guys, man. Thanks for having me here. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. We're, that uh, was, we're a, that very... was an amazing intro, by the way. Thank you, dude. <laughs> Fuck. I'm like, oh, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yes, dude. That's yeah, that's what we like. That man. was we excellent, like, man. I'm going in the ring like now. <laughs> let's do it, man. Let's it has do it. some it has some weight to it, dude. Like JB, like I mean, Zeb, dope. to your credit, brother, like I've talked to you before, but he just made me nervous about this whole conversation because <laughs> God damn, I mean, look like you are blessing us with some great knowledge. I gotta say it's been wonderful. I'm just gonna come out of the gate talking about what I've seen. And your face has been out there everywhere, welcoming everybody back to the music scene that, that we're missing. You've been Absolutely. finding a way to make it work. You and Dan have been getting together. I mean, just things are kind of coming together, coming to fruition. And to have, I think, maybe all that wonderful experience with all those names that JB just dropped, um, unprecedented to be in 2020. So let's just kick it off with like what you're doing like maybe if that's cool with you guys, it's like the episode that starts at the end and then we rewind, but kind of like <laughs> flashback. Yeah. In current times, what's it been like just picking up the torch and kind of, I feel like rallying everybody back to live music and this community effort that is reggae rock and, and man, I mean, you know, obviously we've all had a hell of a crazy year and um, you know, it was, it was really scary at the beginning of like, covid thing like what's gonna happen with our bands like when are we gonna be able to tour are we ever gonna be able to tour again you know all those kind of questions start going through your mind everybody kind of got depressed and stuff and you know at a certain point we uh we all a lot of us just said you know what like you know fuck it let's get back in the studio let's start working i went straight to the studio i've been in the studio all year a lot of a lot of us have um working on new projects new songs new albums you know um and now this year, obviously, you know, things are starting to get better. And, uh, you know, we uh, we're all we're all trying to get back to it right now. Right now, it's looking like, um, you know, for national tours, hopefully by midsummer, you know, uh, if not by end of summer, but definitely in the coming months. And so in the meantime, a lot of us have taken to doing like kind of like uh, rogue uh, backyard events, private stuff. Um, you know, venues are starting to open now. So. So me and Dan Kelly from Fortune Youth got together and, you know, we were like, dude, we really miss doing this. And we always hang out all the time anyway and, you know, get fucked up and play music. And it's like, dude, let's go on the road. Let's like do some acoustic stuff together on the road. And so we, we put it out there and now we just we got like, you know, dozens and dozens of shows across the country. And we just came back from Florida and like the energy was crazy, man. Like people were just like so happy that they're like, dude, I'm so stoked you guys are here, even though it's not our full bands, you know. Sure. 
they were just stoked that, you know, we were there and like, we're just bringing, trying to bring music back. And a lot of our friends are Kareem from Arise Roots doing it. Um, I know Tropidelic and a lot of bands have been working a lot now, you know, so everything's kind of coming back now, you know what I mean? So we're excited, dude. We're really excited. It's cool. It shows the grit in, in the, the authenticity that, you know, a lot of this, this genre, cause it's so it's, it's a fusion. We always talk about this on this podcast specifically because we're not talking about like roots reggae. We're talking about reggae infused music. Like it might be yeah. hip hop and reggae or country. And like there's some, yeah. some take on everything, but you know, I think at least from my end, like the punk rock ska era was what I came kind of came up on. Same you here, see same a lot here. of that scrappiness that comes out and like times got tough and the musicians that are truly like, you know, yeah. the musicians, Real. so to speak, yeah. like, yeah. I mean, everyone's a musician in their own right, but like the ones that did it from that fiber of being of being a musician that could take that, you know, uh, spirit of touring and tenacity and just like say their roots and take their roots and put them at the like center stage, and now it seems to be what we're seeing the biggest success off of is just like back again where we're rewinding back to the roots yeah. and those values that are so fucking important. Yeah. So thank you for putting that in the forefront yeah, and, and and having the you know just riding that shit out it's great man it's i appreciate great. that you know that what you said is true a lot of us came from the punk rock scene and that was always like an underground <laughs> scene you know what i'm saying and even the reggae scene in america i started in this scene like way back when it was you know there was like maybe five reggae bands in all of america and most people never heard of them you know mostly mm -hmm. back then it was like you either played with jamaicans or did jamaican reggae or you were kind of like you know there wasn't like this whole scene that's now you know what i mean and so it started out, this scene started out as an underground scene as well. And even though reggae music was worldwide, the whole, you know, quote unquote, Cali reggae sound or American reggae sound wasn't really developed yet until bands like Tribal Seeds and, you know, Pepper Revolution and all these guys had started uh, Slightly Stupid. And, you know, they jumped in a van and went around the country, bro. And it wasn't this big amphitheater tours with two buses. And, you know, it was like literally every band just was like, in a shitty van, dude, like sleeping on people's floors, you know? And so it's kind of like full circle now. Yeah, we, you know, but we, we will sleep on a floor. We have to sleep on a floor, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and then the next week, get on that fucking tour bus because that's and what it's going to be. And next week, get on the bus. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, and, we, and we know, you know, me and Dan have been in this a long time. And, you know, we're just stoked to be able to play again because obviously, our, you know, it takes a lot for, for a band like Tribal Seeds or Fortune to go on tour, you know? Um, Capacity-wise, venues, money, travel, da 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 da. You know, and so that's gonna be a minute before it actually comes back full swing. But in the meantime, we're still gonna make music, man. And you know, like we're not, we, we, it wasn't about the money to us to do this either. It was about like we miss doing this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we really miss playing music for the fans and for the for our friends and stuff. What What was it like riding around with Dan Kelly, man? He's a legend. He's oh, uh, dude. Uh, Dan's one of my best friends. Uh, you know, I've known Dan for like probably like 10, more than 10 years now. We live in the same area. Um, we hang out all the time with each other and our girlfriends and we do barbecues. That fool cooks for me all the time, man. I get to eat, <laughs> I get to eat Dan's food all the time. I'm pretty blessed, you know. And so, um, you know, we've just been friends for a long time, even before uh, I was in Tribal Seeds and before Fortunate Youth was even really known, you know. Yeah, and yeah. he's just a good dude. He's a funny dude. He's like, you know, like I say, one of my best friends, like he's a, he's a, he's a great human being and an amazing singer. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. we have, we have a hell of fucking fun too. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what our, our whole show is kind of based on that. It's the music, 
comedy. We have little uh, banter back and forth, talk about how we met, things like that, joke around with the crowd. Like, you know, we kind of try and make it like a incorporate the whole audience into it rather than like two guys up there with a guitar and some percussion stuff, you know? Yeah. No, that so, sounds awesome, man. And I, yeah. and I bet people, like you said, man, people were just so, so happy. I can't wait for you guys maybe to come up to the, to the Northeast, but um, definitely like I, I respect that you guys are getting out there doing that. I, I saw clips on IG. It looks uh, crazy. And, and I have to That's imagine like, in addition to that, you probably are also doing some things with tribal seas, man. I'm kind of curious, yeah. or, are you guys yeah. cooking some stuff up there? Or what's going on maybe in the future on that front? Um, Tribal Seeds. So we have shows coming up. Um, we have shows in Escondido and San Diego that's sold out already. And we have two up in Felton, Santa Cruz Mountains. That's, I believe, both sold out too already. So I think we're going to have more. Like um, We were supposed to be on tour with Iration this summer that got postponed. We don't know yet what's happening with that. But I do know that... Um, we're 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 gearing up to to get back on the road this year like sooner than later um and then you know we dropped live 2020 sessions last uh you know um a little bit ago um that we did during quarantine but we're also finishing up our full length record so i know a lot of people are like pissed at us that we didn't release it last year but we're <laughs> we're working on it you know what i'm saying it's getting there we have some singles that are going to come out too this uh pretty soon here so, um, you know, we've been steady working and writing in the studio and uh, we're, we're happy to get back to music, too. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh, yeah. You know, travel season, we ain't stopping. We got a lot of stuff coming up. So, you know, um, the quarantine was hard on everybody. You know, what I mean, it's hard to get um, together, you know, to work on things. Everybody was doing stuff like, you know, remote and, you know, all that shit. So I think a lot of bands kind of get maneuver through that whole shit that was going on of like oh you got a quarantine and especially in california like they shut us down like you know like straight up shut down for months so it's like you know kind of like the momentum we had working on the record kind of took a little dip but we got back after a minute so we're back in full swing now i mean it sounds like you That's personally awesome. haven't taken a break with things been being shut down though you got I a haven't. ton of stuff going on i mean tell us a little bit about have, man. about some of your projects you got going right now and stuff that we've got to look forward to from you yeah i've been um i've been steady producing and recording drum tracks and vocal tracks for people and working with uh, uh different producers and and all that and uh i also have a drum sample pack i've been working on for uh for producers, not only studio, but home producers, um, if you want the sound that I bring, reggae music brings, um, my sample pack is going to be like your go-to, like are those going to be every drum, every drum you could want, every loops and samples and, and um, are those going to be dry samples or with effects on them? Cause I, I might want to cop both. that. Nice. Bro, you're going to have to cop. It's going to be, hey. it's going to be dry and processed. I'm going to have probably like, over 300 loops on there too um yeah. crazy one crazy one shots like all different drums like rototoms i got a ludwig superphonic from the 70s snare i got like 10 different snares um nice. you know different different symbols all that shit so i'm gonna i'm gonna try and cover like if, if you produce reggae music i'm gonna try and cover all the bases for you like if you want to you know do beats you know oh yeah um so that's that's kind of the idea behind it. Super like user friendly and um, it's going to be on splice and all that, but I'm also going to sell it separately. And, you know, we're working on the marketing for it, you know, but right now it's just getting that finished, you know, it's kind of been a process. I didn't realize how much work goes into it, you know? Yep. It's a hell of a ton of work guys. Mostly I do studio tracks for bands or, or artists. You know, I go in, help them like arrange a song and go in and, and knock it out. But the, the, the sample pack is just me, you know, 
all right, do 500 different beats. You know what I'm saying? Has 16 bar <laughs> loops of each one. You know what I'm saying? It's like, but that's the crazy thing. Crazy. Is you're you're a session musician too, and when I think of session yeah. musicians, I think of pros, right? People that can jump in a studio with anybody, anytime, play any genre, and you're just bam, you fit in the mix, right? You you know, you yeah. don't do too much or too little. You find your sweet spot, and people exactly. like that. I don't know. It's someone who's done a lot of work. How did you like get started with music and get to that point where you're just like rocking and, and able to just do your thing with anybody anytime? Mm-hmm. Man, you know, it's crazy. Like I, when I started, you know, music, I started as a kid and, you know, I was into classic rock and punk rock and I played that all growing up. Uh, I switched to reggae around high school. My brother kind of got me into it. He started playing me like Yellow Man and, you know, uh, Sugar Minot and Barrington Levy. And actually, I ended up playing for all these guys later on, which I would have never crazy. thought, you know, I'm a little skater kid from Venice, California. Like, you know, what I'm saying how did I get to play with all these cats? You know, and it's it, I just had perseverance, bro. And um i wanted to learn the music correctly from the people that made it you know what i'm saying and i i studied records i studied videos of slide unbar and Horsemouth and all these amazing drummers especially to like you know i really wanted to like play this music properly not only this music but whatever music that i was into at the time like i like latin music i wanted to play latin music correctly you know now you can bring in later like your other influences on it but at the time it was more about like prove yourself to like these jamaican artists that you as an American dude, you know what I'm saying, can can pull this off for them. And my band became um, the biggest backing band in America. Pretty much Detour Posse was a band that we backed all the Jamaican artists. We were like the the house band and all the all the festivals, Reggae on the River, Sierra Nevada and Bob Marley Day and all that. We would back like 10 artists each day, you know. And so we were alive, mostly a live touring band. I didn't do a lot of recording. Um, Later on, I started to get my one of my friends that was in my band, my Steven, my guitar player, was like, yo, do you need to get in the studio more? Because then you're going to really become an, an amazing musician. He's like, you're a good musician. But once you start in the studio, that's what's going to make you a great musician. And like, I take those words to heart. I think once I got in the studio and started really, you know, you got to really listen back to your tracks and go, hey, that shit sucked, dude. Fuck that track. You know what I mean? And, you know, like, you you know, you're on stage and everybody's like, oh, you crushed it. But, you know, you fucked up sometimes, you know what I mean? Or you didn't do something you want to do in the studio. It doesn't lie. You know what I mean? Like, so you really become meticulous with how you do things. And I, I just got good at that. And, you know, I, I'm playing to a click track. You know, a lot of drummers are really scared of playing with a click track. You know what I mean? Get in the studio, bro. And like, Windshade with that click track, be able to do everything with that click track and you'll become a good studio, you know, musician, you know, and and then live as well. You know, what I'm saying a lot of us use it live too now, you know, whether or not we use tracks, you know, what I'm saying, which I see I use a click on everything just because I like it now, you know. But, you know, I think for me, I always try to play to the song and 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 never for myself, you know, like maybe I might want to do some fancy shit. But if the song doesn't call for the fancy shit, then stay in your pocket, bro, because at the end of the day, the pocket is what matters, you know, and it's kind of what I base my whole studio thing on, you know, play for the song, never for yourself. Yeah, that's those are those are powerful words. I like that right there. And yeah, man. it's crazy, too, man, looking at your resume like I was. I was blown away with uh, some of the things that you've done. And I'll tell you right now, my, my woman's Colombian. And, and when I told her uh, that, that I was going to be talking to, uh, to to somebody that that played with Paulina Rubio, yeah, yeah. I got some credibility right there. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I mean, even that was, yeah. Yeah, go, go ahead, I mean, 60 million views like that was that was 
That was a huge stage, man. You that, you're not a, a stranger to big stages, man. You played quite a few. You've had quite a few experiences, man. I'd like to hear about that from uh, your perspective. Oh yeah, man. I've done some amazing shit, bro. Like, uh, I mean, I probably played in over like seventy or eighty countries over the years and <sighs> wow. multiple times, and probably like fifty tours of Europe and you know a hundred tours of America and Asia yeah. and like you know I, I got music. Music took me around the world, you know what I'm saying? And, like, I'm always forever grateful for that. And then I got to do some cool shit. Like, I played on The Tonight Show with Shaggy. I played on The George Lopez Show with Shaggy and The James Corden and all those TV shows. Or Paulina Rubio on The Ballon de Oro. And, you know what I'm saying? Um, I played a lot of that kind of stuff, too. So it's like I got to see that side of the music business, not just the live, you know, um, stadium thing, but... It's a lot more nerve wracking, dude. Like when you're like on the Jay Leno show, when there's like literally millions of people watching you and don't fuck up, bro. Like don't fuck up, you know, that kind of thing. And it's kind of crazy because the last time I played with Shaggy was I was on tour at Travel Seeds last year, uh, 2019. And we did the James Corden show and he called me, yo, I need you for the James Corden show tomorrow. And we're in Vegas, right? <laughs> He's like, I need you tomorrow. I never heard the song before, but now you want me to play it in front of like 20 million people. And I never even heard the song before. And he's like, we got, we're going to put you on a plane, get you over here, get you straight to the studio. And we're going to do this shit. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like, all right, let's do it. You know? So I fucking flew back, bounced to the fucking James Corden, listened to the fucking song on the plane, tried to like learn it as well as I can get like, there. Tap it on your body. <laughs> yeah dude not not you know like i do it all the time I, I like play drums in my head sometimes you know like i don't get to rehearse all the time and i, I you know even my house i don't have a drum set set up a little practice bag kit that's about it you know so a lot of times i have to learn arrangements and shit just like in my head and uh, i think over the years playing with all these guys has made me pretty good at that thank god you know i do have a good memory for that but everything else i forget so thank god music like i can remember that shit so you know you get there and you're like Oh shit, like I'm actually here and it's like, you know, they have millions of viewers and shit like that. Don't fuck up, you know. Like, but no, I like we, the I like I like the challenge, you know. The weird part about a studio is like it's so quiet yet oh, yeah. so many people are viewing it, right? And then like when you're <laughs> live, you have that all energy that you get to feed off of. So it's like you got a bigger you're casting a bigger audience, but the feeling is so uh surreal, I guess. But you guys did an amazing you talked earlier about the stream uh, that you put out during 2020 as Travel Seeds. And I got to say, like, that was uh, such a welcome fucking experience. From a production point of view, it was Thank spot you. on. Every song was organized. Like, just, it was Thank just arranged so beautifully. Like, it was, that was work. And I feel like, you know, I love everybody that's been putting out music, so I'm not taking away from the other efforts. But talk about, like, saving it, putting it together, and just coming out with, like, yeah, go. We put a lot of work into that, you yeah. know, we, that, that whole record, um, was not supposed to be a record. We were just actually doing it. We wanted to do a live stream, but after watching other live streams, we were like a lot of times the quality of the audio, you know, like the, you couldn't hear the bass or the vocals got lost or they had a, a like a glitchy streams, you know, mm -hmm. things like that. And we were just like, you know what, like, let's pre-record it and, and do some editing on it and then we'll put it out like that like a pre-recorded live stream basically is what we were gonna do you know and after we did all the editing and the video and hoser did a great job on the video editing and all that we were like dude mama let's put this out as a record it's pretty dope you know what i'm saying <laughs> so like we had we it wasn't our intention to set out to do the as a record at first you know but there was so much to it i mean it's such a full sound you guys had the strings in there i mean it just oh, was the, uh 
what what inspired that? I mean, it was just like, hey, let's. That was Steve, bro. Steve had this idea that he wanted to get live string quartet on this record, uh, on Falling Kings in particular for the album. Yeah. And um, he had this whole idea, like you know, okay, we all use keyboard strings and shit like that, you know. And he's like, dude, I don't want to do that anymore. Like, I want to bring in like a live string section, and uh, it morphed from just doing it for Falling Kings to. You know, when we did the live thing, we we're like, oh, we had him on Dark Angel. We put him on Moonlight. We put him on Vampire. And it's like, yeah. dude, it became like this kind of dope sound, you know. And then we did the drive-ins. We brought him live to the drive-ins, you know what I'm nice. saying? And shit like that. So, you know, like people were digging it. And we were digging it, too, you know. We can't yeah, bring yeah. them every time. But, like, I think it's a special thing that, like, you know, you don't get to see all the time, you know, with bands, yeah, no. especially it's in the reggae scene. Nice addition, definitely with the horns. And, you know, they got their whole thing going on. And you guys yeah. bring in the strings. That's that's a... Uh... We try and we try and you know have I'm digging you know, it, man. Digging it. Thank definitely. you, man. I appreciate it. Do really appreciate you guys, man. You guys have always supported us too. And you know, I know I've I know I always uh talk smack about the 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 um the competitions and stuff that yeah. we've had, you know. But you know, that's just me. I, I love everybody. I always, you know, don't take it offense, you know what I'm saying? I know I know exactly now why you guys are doing it, and you guys are doing a great thing because you're opening up at first. To me, it's like a Grammys thing, right? And I see like, okay, Battle of the Bands kind of thing, you know? That I'm not into. Yeah. But what, what you what's cool about you guys, what you're doing is you're you're opening up fan bases from, you know, this band's fan base that might never heard this band, you know what I'm saying? And that's the great yeah. thing about what you guys do, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. so so I love yeah, that. Yeah, no, man. that's 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 great to hear, man. Yeah, the album of the year contest is always uh it's always interesting, and and it, it's interesting too to look at it from your perspective, from the musician's perspective, because we never did that before. You know, yeah. for us, it was always like, "Hey, let's get some fan interaction. Let's introduce some, you know, some new artists and new fan bases." Just like you said, but I never thought about a musician being like, "Hmm, you know, like, well, you gonna, know, you're gonna put my album up, up against yeah, somebody else." Yeah, you, know, you know, we we look at yeah. it like it's, it's it's all music, not a competition. Yeah. A lot of guys aren't yeah. even into the Grammys and stuff, but. The cool oh, yeah. thing, like I say, what you guys are doing is different. I love it. It's cool, you know? Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate yeah. that. Well, Zeb, one thing actually that, just to change gears here, man, one thing that stood out to me when I was doing my research and just learning about you is, is and you, you touched on it earlier, is the fact that you have such a unique perspective about the growth of this scene, the scene that we have right now in America you know, you said you, you you remember there were five bands out there. People were, I think you told, I remember hearing stories of you talking about seeing Slightly Stupid in a van, you know, like doing their thing early on. And you've seen the growth of everything to what it is now. So my question for you is this. When you look and see some of the bands that are coming up now, some of the new ones, I mean, obviously like Tribal Seeds, they've paid their dues to become who they are. But now in 2021, we're seeing new bands popping up, some younger ones, you know, right. ones that... That, that that have have ambition that you influence personally and i'm curious like what's your take on the state of things now and some of the new sounds that you're hearing some of the new uh bands out there man do you feel like they're they're representing well like are you kind of looking at them like hmm, these guys don't really no uh, yeah i mean <laughs> i mean it's like any music there's some great ones and there's some some that i'm just not into the music or whatever mm. and that's what music is it's subjective right so you know yep. there are some amazing bands coming up though yeah dude like there's i like uh the fact that people are starting to blend genres a little bit more um and i think you're gonna see a lot more like latin reggae bands coming out soon um mm. I think that I think that genre is gonna 
pop off over here eventually too. And I'm hoping on that, you know what I'm saying? But then, you know, it's hard for a new band right now to come out and make your way through the echelon of bands that have already established themselves, you know what I'm saying? And the, yeah. the tier system of the festivals and, and all that, you know what I mean? And so, you know, it, it's, it's cool to see guys like Kyle Smith and these guys going out there and like hustling their ass off to get their name out there and doing these backyard shows and interacting with the fans and all that kind of stuff, because, you know, that's a great thing. And I think in this right now, the state of the industry, it's like, you have to do that. There's no more like, Oh, we put out a cool record. We're going to be huge. You know what I'm saying? No, it takes a lot more than that. Now, even for us to stay relevant, like for, a you know, or whatever the movement or revolution, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you still have to be out there doing your thing and always putting on new content and things like that, you know? And so, I mean, I, I like, I love the scene, how it's grown, man. It's pretty good. It's nuts. Like I say, I, I could name the five bands back then. It was like the killer bees, you know, and there was like maybe three other bands in America. And now you got like, like probably tens of thousands of reggae bands across the country, you know? Um, well, even just it's, like it's, making know, a record 30 years ago is tougher. You know what I mean? Now you've got like uh, home yeah. studios everywhere and like everybody's doing that. their own thing. And there's just so much more access to just yeah, everything there out is. there. And, and, and with that, with that, unfortunately comes a lot of, uh, you have to weed through all these thousands of things to find stuff that you like now, because yep. now everybody can put a record out. You know what I'm saying? Where back in the day you had to get a two inch tape buy the two inch tape, splice the shit, you know what I mean? And actually put records out. It was a lot harder, you know? So now with the DAWs and, and all that, everybody can do records, which is amazing. And also like waters are down a little bit, I guess, in a way, yeah. you know? But a commercially you know, pro produced album, typically, I mean, you can hear the difference, you know? I mean, good music's the yeah. most important thing. That's more important than anything else, but you know, yeah, you can hear it. Yeah, yeah. And there's, you know, I'm 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 way into ska music, like Brett was talking about. Like I grew up as plasma. I still have an old Vespa that I ride around and shit like that. So I would love to see more. Like, yeah, what you got, Lucy? Uh, Lesson Jake. Oh, sick, perfect. Lesson Jake, Rocky, one of my yeah. favorites, dude. Yeah. So <laughs> I grew up. I grew up in that era, that scene too. And and that was, you know, I got before I was into reggae. I was into the ska scene. Uh, right. Back then, it was Bad Matters and Madness and the Specials and. You know, so I got to see all these guys play coming from L.A. I got to see so many amazing bands play live growing up that like influenced me. So I'm kind of hoping the ska scene comes back a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Um, I love that shit. I would love to see the ska scene just blow up again in, in this Cali reggae world, too. You yeah. know what I mean? I feel like it is. I mean, just my observation, which is just me, but like. What I like seeing right now is like there's a lot of bands we could call out by name and say, yeah, they're up and coming. They're getting their shit together. But it's like I went out to San Diego and did a bunch of interviews and it was like two days. It wasn't a lot of prep time. Like, you know, shout out to Muffin, but good vibes for helping coordinate some things. But like, boom, <coughs> two days, 12 artists. We interview them. You know, the Arizona artists are very much same a part of that community. We got Viva Arizona happening this coming weekend. Yeah, I know we Kyle wanted to Smith. do that. Me and yeah, me and Dan wanted to do that, but we had something else booked already. But sorry to interrupt. But no, which is which is dope that you guys wanted to do that because it's exactly what I'm kind of getting at. Is like it's coming from the snowball of community that is is putting everybody to a to a standard because everybody likes the. Uh, I don't think it's like a matter of like I don't know the right way to say this, but like the rhythms are great the same way as. The Resonators are great, and Aaron Wolf is great. Like these bands and, and ZZ Keeley, like we're all on this this wave of like 
we're creating music that we love and we're all doing it together because we love the music and it's just yeah. that one general vibe and there isn't a lot of competitiveness so like you right. know to yeah. jb's point to get the word out we get the word out to spread it amongst other bands but never seen this uh like magnetic fusion and it's literally like happening everywhere you guys go to do these backyard shows it's like the smaller drops are all starting to just kind of come together like i'm envisioning that total recall shit i know yeah. terminator right terminator Term- the dude liquefies and comes back together it's like right yeah it's all like forming this bigger community and so i, I just an observation but a lot of scars happening that was a really long-winded way of saying that. I'm sorry, but like no, that's okay. bumping uglies, resonators. Yeah. Um, I'm hearing more and more and more. Tunnel like, vision, pick it up, tunnel vision, like tunnel vision. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So there's it's a bunch happening. of bands doing it. So I kind of like that. Like you asked me, like what I see some of the band. I like that. I would like to see some more of the band. I like to see like the interrupters type shit get into the Cali reggae world. That kind of shit. I love yeah. that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And as well as like some really hard roots, you know, type of bands too. Um, it's just good that, that the scene is cool because. I don't, I don't, like I said, I don't think any of us are in competition with each other ever. Like we support our friends, our friends support us. We do uh, jump on each other's stages and rock out with each other. And that's a big part of mine and Dan's show too. We bring everybody that's on the show at the end to come and jam with us. And, you know, it's, it's always been about that, I think to me. And I, I think that's the great thing about this American reggae scene is that there's not a lot of competition between the bands, you know, some of the other scenes are kind of like, we're better than them. We're better than them and blah, blah, blah. It's not about better. It's about subjective music, whether people like your band maybe a little bit more than this band or your marketing might be better or whatever. That that's I feel like I feel business, like that comes into the like the genre a little bit too, because like reggae is positive music. That's about togetherness. So like I feel like the, right. the musicians are more about that too. While if you go into more like a like a hip hop vibe. That's more about like me. I'm the best. I'm the best rapper. My lyrics sales, are the best. Record sales and shit. Yeah, right. exactly. So like, it's just a totally it's different. Like it, you're always yeah. just so motivated by the music you yeah. make and the emotions that those give make you feel shit yeah. too. You know, like it is. Yeah. It is. But it's also about rebellion and protest and All pushing back and and those things too. Which I think 2020 you know, put a lid on a lot of people, which created this tension, which everyone's been waiting to pop off. So I feel like that's oh, exactly <laughs> why I feel like we're hearing it more now in these songs. Cause when they were being written that chill vibe, it was like, you know, the, the pressure cooker was just getting turned on. And so it kind of, yeah. I think we're going to feel it more. Like I cannot wait. I mean, for this weekend, I guess, cause it'll be my first bigger show, but like, here we go with this energy that's been so pent up for so long. And, and oh, yeah. The, like it's all just gonna make everything so much better. So yes, you're I agree. See, you're Happy, but oomph, there's some oomph yeah. in there. You always have to have the rebelness in mute in, in, in uh, to me in any music. You know, I love Rage Against the Machine, and I love you know bands like System of a Down and stuff like that because I like the message that they have to say. I love I love Tribal Seeds before I joined Tribal Seeds because Steve's message was about that to me. It was yeah. where I grew up from from being like an anarchy punk rocker kid to a, a, a reggae kid and in the Rasta church and learning about all of that too. You know what I'm saying? So the rebelliousness of tribal seeds music, I was always a fan even before they asked me to join the band. So, you know, when they asked me to join, I was like, hell yeah, this is goes along with my, what I see reggae music as, you know what I'm saying? And that's not to put anybody down that just does love songs or weed songs or anything like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody has their niche and everybody's got, and there's room for all of it. That's the beauty of it. You know, there's room for every kind of uh, message and band. As long as it's positive, I'm cool with it. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. I'm, as long as it's something positive in some way, shape, or form, then I'm cool with it. Or it, it touches somebody in a way, you know what I'm saying? Then I think that's what the music is about. Because, you know, let's be honest, like Roots music um, in Jamaica is not the most popular. Dancehall is, you know what I'm saying? Dancehall music is what runs Jamaica right now. And then so you got bands like Earth Cry and um, Raging Fire and these bands that are like Roots bands. And they get no love in, in their own country. Because they're more into like this dancehall thing, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But then they come over here and they're like, yo, the vibe is like. So I think America has really like stepped up as far as like accepting like reggae music, not just from the American artists, but also, you know, uh, Chronics and Protege and all these guys will come in and they still get love in the scene, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's good to see, you know? It's a whole different scene though, I'll be honest with you, like from going from playing with Jamaican artists at typically Caribbean festivals to, you know, playing these American festivals and stuff. It's a whole different, like, <laughs> a whole different thing, you know? I think it's better in the American scene because it's way more organized. I'll tell you that right now. Like, Cali Roots and uh, Reggae Rise Up and all these shows are way more organized than most of these Caribbean festivals that I used to do with Barrington Levy and Gregory Isaacs and these guys. So I, for one, am thankful for that. I bet the food's better in the Caribbean festivals, though. Absolutely, bro. <laughs> Jamaican, Jamaican food is bomb. All that. All the Caribbean food is, like, the best to me. That's, like, my favorite food of all time anyway. So you're right. That's <laughs> awesome. The Barrington Levy, man, that's, like, somebody that got me into reggae music, that made me fall in love with reggae music. That voice, that style was unlike anything I ever heard. So that's yeah, that's this... that's wild to hear that you, you, uh, you, you know, you play with him and, well, I, did, I did almost I did 19, 19 years with Barrington Levy. Wow. Played 19 years wow. since uh, 2000, basically, until like a couple years ago, you know? That's so incredible, man. I've been, I've, been, yeah. I've been with that dude for like a bulk of my life, you know what I'm saying? And we've had our ups and downs and all that shit. And, you know, he can be difficult like a lot of artists, you know? <laughs> um, but, you know, I, at the same time, he's an amazing artist and he's taken me around the world like numerous times and, and opened up a whole world to me um, that I could never like repay. You know what I'm saying? And I'm always I always feel blessed. Um, and people always ask me, like, who's the favorite artist that you've ever worked with? And I always it's hard to say, you know, like to me in the reggae genre, Gregory Isaacs was probably my favorite just because. He's such a legend, such a nice, cool guy, and I love playing his music. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so I, I put him up at the top echelon of like artists that we were we worked. Um, and as well as some of the dancehall artists, like Lady Saw was a pleasure to work with, man. We worked with her for years. Um, Sean Paul, I worked with Sean Paul for years. He was a great guy too. So there, you know, we, we we got a chance to work with a lot of amazing, cool people, you know. Yeah, that's um that's incredible. And actually that that's got me thinking. This is kind of a random question and kind of introspective, but you know, looking at looking at your career and what you've accomplished and and you know, the, the drummer that you've become and the person that you've become, I'm kind of curious. I always I always try to understand how successful people got to where they are. And looking at you, do you feel that you've had this uh career, this amazing career and these amazing experiences because you were just a hell of a drummer or do you think it was maybe your grind, your work ethic, or did some, you know, chances go your way, right time, right yeah. place kind of thing. I maybe yeah. a combination of everything, but like what formula, I guess, would you say, uh, you know, for somebody that's listening right now, a young drummer that's looking to maybe have your level of success, even though that might be an unrealistic goal, but you know, like <laughs> what, what formula do you think uh, I'll, I'll has, say this. has created this? 
I'll <clears> say this. Um, there's a there's a documentary on Netflix called Hired Gun. I don't know if you all ever seen it. Um, and it's basically about what my whole career was about hired musicians that play with like these big people, but you never know even know who they are half the time, right? And um, I think it was um, Rob Zombie in that movie says he says this one thing that that resonated with me. He said, "Look, there's a lot of great musicians, right?" And he's like, "Being being a good musician is like this much, right?" He's like, you got 10,000 great drummers, okay? Now you got to find somebody that you can get along with. You know what I'm saying? Now you cut it down in half. Now you got 5,000. Now you got to get somebody that you can be on a bus with and living with day in and day out. Now you cut it down to, you know, 100. And it, going on down the line, the music was, your musicianship is, is this much? And your attitude and how you carry yourself and how professional you are? is this much i think you know yeah. and i don't think you necessarily need to be the best i definitely am not you know what i'm saying i do like dude there's little kids on youtube murder me all day long you know what i mean so it's definitely not my musicianship which i do i i know that i can play but i think more than that it was like my attitude my personality how i carried myself how i worked with with with, with other musicians and other artists and like you know stay relevant and stay um, professional in the studio on the bus, you know, all that kind of shit. I think it all, you got to have all of that, you know, along with being able to handle it as the, you know, the musician part of it. So I think, um, I think for me, like, you know, music is so, uh, it's, it's part of, it's who we are, but it's only part of our, what our industry is, you know, you understand what I'm saying? It's like our industry is our industry is business too. Our industry is uh, based on like you know how you interact with your fans and on marketing and all these other things that go along with being a good musician. You know what I'm saying? So I would tell anybody kind of like, um, you know, just you know keep on your on your music grind, but also keep on your hustling grind, uh, your personality grind, like you know your your attitude grind, you know, stay in that echelon. People want to be around you. You know, they want to hang out with you, you know, more than just like, Oh, he's dope. You know? Yeah. I feel like I that works that, for a that's lot with of anything in life. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, I think that can be said for anything, right? Like, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, and like this, there's some guys that are just badass motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? You're like, Oh my God, this guy's incredible. But then you get to hang out with them. You're like, that guy's kind of a dick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's like, you know, the, the badassness kind of takes a, a step down if you're kind of a dick, right? So, yeah. yeah. Be, I guess don't be a dick, y'all. No? Don't, don't. That's Those are words to live by right there. In quotes, don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, man. Well, yeah. listen, Zeb, you have been so uh, incredible, man, just blessing us with your time and energy you guys, and man. knowledge. Um, I think anyone that's listening has, has learned some things about life and about you and have, have you know become maybe even more of a fan of you and, and what you do. So I appreciate um, you guys, man. For that, I'm pumped. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. And I love what you guys are doing with Reggae 360 and this whole podcast and all the, you know, all the things that you guys are doing in general for the for the community and for the music and for us as artists. We appreciate you guys a lot. Absolutely, Thanks, man. man. Well, yeah, B big respect, much love. Zeb, thank you so much. Anyone that's listening, um, get ready for some big things in the future, man. Especially that that drum sample pack. All right, me drum and Evan, pack. we might need to. Uh, I'm gonna need yeah, to get our hands on that. Definitely, definitely gonna want that. I'm telling you, that's what uh, about, yeah. about, I'm pretty pumped on that. And then uh, me and Gonzo have a song called "Addict" that's coming out on April 16th. So keep your eyes out for it. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! 
Hell yeah, looking forward to it. All right, my man Zeb, thank you. you Peace. Thank you, guys. Thanks, man. Bless. Yeah, man. Cool. All right.